This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jerry, good morning. How you doing? What's going on, fellas? I, I heard you guys playing that uh that clip from my mom. She went <laughs> viral yesterday, man. How about that? I, I'm looking at the 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 tw- the X, whatever you call it now, formerly known X. as a tweet, yeah. um, 186,000 views. So <laughs> um, yeah, she, she had no clue that she was going to go viral, but now she's got uh, people making fake Instagram counts about her. So she's like, I didn't know being, being so popular was so tough. I was like, yeah, you're the queen, mom. But the question is, Jared, does she regret anything she said? About no. her observations. Right. You know what, Hall? No, but she was right on the money. Yep. I mean, we both feel the exact same way. And this was impromptu. I was uh, I was driving around going to pick up my car yesterday, and she was stayed at my house over the weekend while I went down to Orlando to interview Devin Hester and videotape his son and then also go to the game yesterday. So she was like, I only got like five minutes. I said, Mom, I only need two. And she hit it right on the head just about, what she saw with Justin, it was pretty much the same thing that, you know, that I was feeling of where is that, that young man that I saw with the fire in his eyes that I'm not seeing anymore. And are we coaching him out of being himself? And if that's the case, man, we're, we're headed down a really dark path as Bears fans, if if that's the case. But um, I've been listening to you guys all morning and I've been taking everything in from what coach Wanstead said. I mean, there's, there's so many aspects that you can kind of dissect when it comes down to what the issue is. Justin's not the main issue, but we all know he's got to play better. And the hard part is, is, is not seeing what we saw after that little mini buy of him determining and, and Luke Getze determining what they're going to do that they, they need to be the shot callers and make defenses have to play off of what they're doing and figure out and we know this young man's got legs. We know he can he can toss the ball down the field. Let, let's get him moving here and there. Keep them guessing a little bit. And that's not what we're seeing. To to look at the film and see this young see Justin in the in the shotgun all day long. Man, it's like you're 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 forcing him to be a passer. Not, not now, you guys, I have to say this. I know you have to see if he can do it if you're going to move forward because long term running Justin all, you know, I don't know how many times a game, but more than four times a game, but if running him, we know that that is going to cause uh, bodily harm at some point at, as a quarterback or just running the ball as a ball carrier in this league. But if you're trying to win games, why not use him to his best ability? If you're not, then keep doing what you're doing. We're going to keep getting the same results. Yeah, I I, uh, I think that's a good observation. I, I am just um, I am just confused as to how, you know, you come into a season and you're not prepared for the start of a season, and I think that's an easy takeaway from the first loss. Then you get into this game, and, you know, I think they tried. I didn't think it was – but I, I didn't see much change in the offense from one week to the next. I think they um, – they clearly 
are uncomfortable with using him the way they did a year ago, and it took them a while, as you have mentioned, to get to that. How quickly can you change something in a week-to-week basis? I mean, you're going into Kansas City now, and you're looking at that uh, the dreaded 03 start, and I don't know, I I I don't know what that says about where they end up, but I I'm saying bad place in my mind. I mean, they might be getting off the bus in KC with at least 30 on the board right now with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> at the back of his head, man. Like that's just the, that's the name of the game. This is, this is not going to be easy. You didn't want to be in this position. The whole, the, the hope was, is that you came into week one, you handled your business, right? You growing up against your arch rival, you have all off season to be able to game plan, to figure out what you want to do to be able to beat the Packers, but you don't. Now the game plan switches a little bit. The heat gets turned on even more. And now you go into Tampa, and literally the heat was turned up. I was there. It was hot out, and the sun was blazing. And same thing. You you couldn't couldn't get it together, and you lose again. Now you're 0-2, and now you find yourself where Bears fans now, I look at my social accounts, and it's like, where is this first win going to come from? Mm-hmm. Like, where is it going to come from? And that's disheartening because – you know, I was getting I, the, the the driver that was driving me home from from Midway and it was late. I got in at Midway about 11 something. So I'm, I'm getting the car. I'm kind of tired. But, you know, everywhere I go, people want to talk bears. So I'm cool. And he's like, so. Um, yeah. So how many uh, how, game, the bears have lost 10 games in a row. Right. And I looked down and I was like, nah, 12, no. man. Oh, man, 12. 12. Oh. Like, yeah. Just thank you for reminding me where we are. Um, it it's going to take a a team effort. They offensively, I think I'm I'm more curious to see how Luke Getze can find a way to get this thing right because the game plans to me are just all off. I'm um, with you, Jarrett. I, I think, right, right, yeah. Right, I, I, I mean, literally all off. I I want to see more. You have a fullback that's on the roster. I want to see more I formation. Put Justin underneath center. Let's run the football a little bit. There's no identity on this offense. And all they were searching for it before that mini buy all last year. What is your what's your identity? Who are you as an offense? And then next thing you know, Justin took over and started running the ball a little bit more. And then they we knew they were the best running team in, in the league. They had an identity. As of right now, there are a bunch of question marks over the head of this offense. Who are they? And if you got to get back to finding out who you are, running the football to me is going to be key. If you want to help taking pressure off of Justin, that's the way to do it. And to me, Roshan Johnson has really proved himself early on from from preseason to where we are now that he deserves more snaps uh, every single week moving forward. And establishing that identity will help a defense that needs the help. So let's talk about for a moment your guy from the U. Tyreek Stevenson had a tough day, but he's a cornerback who is going to have to learn how to recover from these tough days and have a short memory. Mike Evans is a potential Hall of Fame guy moving forward, and certainly he pushed off on the 70-yard reception, and Tyreek had a little bit of a breakdown on the 32-yard touchdown. If you were to talk to him this week, and maybe it's the same uh, message you would send to the rest of the defense, Jarrett, but how would you address what Tyreek Stevenson went through on Sunday and how he bounces back. Well, I know one thing, Hall. Um, he spent time at the U. 
So I know mentally in his head, he's strong enough to be able to overcome these obstacles. As a young man, I would look at him and just tell him, say, listen, you're still young. You're still wet behind the ears. Breath's still smelling like Similac. Like you're fresh in the game, young man. Like don't let it get to you. But the thing is, is when you go through tough times and you have bad plays and stuff that you know that you, some, some stuff you have control over, some that you don't, watch the film, correct your mistakes, and try not to make it happen again. Try to learn from your mistakes. Learn from the things that you don't like seeing on film. And as a competitor, when you turn on the film and you watch yourself, you know there's always something that you can do. You miss a read. You, you, you miss a block here and there. So turn on that tape. Figure out how to get better. And that defense, to me, it's it's all about, like, want to. We knew what the deal was going into this season. I mean, uh, Ngakwe was, was a, a great addition, I think, for all of us hoping for someone that can get after the quarterback. But we're still not there. That, that you you can't you're not going to win games and we keep seeing it after week one and week two and i say this over and over you guys you're not winning a championship unless you can or be a good team until you can dominate on the line of scrimmage on both sides and if you can't do that you're going to have trouble in this league and so defensively getting after the quarterback yeah they were getting after baker a little bit couldn't get him down and to meet that that defense if they're going to, a lot of money's been spent on that defense. Let's be honest. Like a, a lot of money's been put on that defense to get it better than it was last year. And so you can't afford not getting after the quarterback and sacking the quarterback when you have opportunities. You got to be able to take advantage of getting those takeaways when they're falling into your hands. You got to, because that, that right there helps the offense, shortens the field a little bit, gives them an opportunity. But on the flip side with the offense, they got to be better on third down. They got to find ways to extend drives because on Sunday I was watching it. Defense is sitting down. Next thing you know, they're back up again, getting their helmets. They ain't even get a chance to finish their, their, their Gatorade yet because they're back on the field. And so to me, that's a recipe for disaster for any ball club of not being able to either get takeaways on one side, get after the quarterback or find a way to be able to extend drives and let your defense get a rest. Yeah, you know, I think that when you look at their defense, you know, now injury has added to the uh, the insult of, you know, just kind of the lack of improvement. They, they, their front seven, they got, I think it's six or seven new guys. They're, they're just, they're just kind of learning the game. We thought that the secondary was a strength and now, you know, you got a guy on IL. You got another guy maybe headed to IL. Um, you know you're down your your um, you're down both safeties at one point in that game. You're down two two nickel backs. You're on your third nickel. It just felt like they could do whatever they wanted to do. And converting a third and fourteen for a thirty-two yard touchdown was just like an unbelievable slap. Molly, Molly. Let's let's talk about this. Baker Mayfield threw for 317. Oh, 317 yards. They had 437 total yards on offense. That man was out there looking like he was playing back in Oklahoma when he had his Heisman trophy. I mean, basically that's what you made him look like. And so that's the tough thing for me with these injuries and all the issues that are going on on the defense, which the back end of that defense to me was 
was what it was going to be the, the, the strong suit going into this season. Now there's question marks there. And that's not a good sign when you are going into Arrowhead on Sunday with Patrick Mahomes, who G just restructured his deal, just got just got some new money and instilling his brain, the competitor that he is, knowing that, man, the Bears passed up on me back in the day. Oh, we, we're we going to try to light this thing up. I I think that is going to burn inside of his heart forever. And he, anytime he plays the Bears, he is going to try to make them pay. And so trying to get things back on track, 0-2, going to Arrowhead, I don't know how you went. I don't even know how you keep this game close. I, I really don't. I heard, I heard Coach Wanstead talking about it trying to keep everything in front of you mm -hmm. um they they will he will find ways that's why he is he is who he is that's why he gets paid what he gets paid number 15 is a bad man and um i think it's going to be tough for the bears and we're going to be having this conversation next week probably probably around the same the same tune maybe even in worse so I don't know how they find a way to get things back on track. All right, Jared, tell us what you're doing in Florida. That seems pretty cool Dude. seeing Devin Hester's kid, Dre, returning kicks is on your Twitter feed or your X feed, and you have yes. video. Is it his, the back of his jersey? Does it really say ankle bully? Ankle bully. Dre, his son, that's his middle son. He's 10 years old. Last year, he won the equivalent of the Heisman. In, I mean, they play competitive football down there in Florida. I went down to do my Legends of the Big Game, which I do every single year for WGN for Super Bowl. And this year it was, uh, I, I did uh, Chris Long, I did Boomer Esiason, and the last interview was with Devin. So I flew down there, spent the day with him, went to his house. Let me tell you, the young man is super impressive. Devin is so proud of his son. I asked him, I said, is he better than you at this age? He said, yes. He's not as fast as I am, but he's, technically sound he's better than me and to watch him out there on the football field excel but then having a chance to talk with him and how hard he works man the apple doesn't far, fall too far from the tree man he is he is lights out and just a more even impressive young man off the field than he is on the field the bears have had a tough time with interior defensive linemen you, you saw kenny clark kind of uh, dominate when he when they played the Packers. Uh, Vita Vea is a great player and dominated, but now you got Chris Jones. Hmm. How do you block him up? Well, it's going to have to be some some double teams. I mean, that's <laughs> what you're going to have to do. I mean, but that's what he excels at. He's one of those guys that can blow up plays, and especially interiors in on the interior. That's what he's made for is blowing up plays either can find a way to even get pushed to get back to the quarterback. I think this is going to be hard if they keep going and Luke Getze sticks with the same game plan of keeping Justin in that pocket, which listen, we all want to see him excel as a passer, but we also know that when you take away one of his gifts and that is to be able to run the football, now you're, you're pigeonholing him into, into a box where that's not who he is. And you can make that determination down the line, you guys, if if that's what you want to do moving forward, like long-term. But as of right now, why not use him? He doesn't look like the same person. So having a guy like Jones, you got to find a way to be able to to get around him. It's hard to do that. Um, it's easier when you have a guy on the edge where you can run at them, especially, you know, keeping their hands down and have to fight off of blocks. 
but he is such a game changer. He's one of those guys you have to game plan for. And I think it's going to be tough with the way that this offensive line is constructed right now. And what we've seen um, as much grief as they get over those last two games, we do have to, there, there has been time when you watch the film that Justin has had time to get, sit back there and throw um, him being gun shy. It has been evident as well to not pull the trigger. And mm. I'm, I'm not sure what that all is. Only thing I can attest that to is that internal clock inside of his head that keeps going too fast but he's got to find a way to be able to slow down the, the game of football because that's the guys that are getting paid, the guy he's going up against on Sunday. Um, he finds a way all the time to slow down and the good ones do. And if you're going to be one of the greats, or you're going to be listed as one of the best. Um, Justin's got to find a way to be able to do that because that strike he threw to Claypool. That's what I want to see. The, the, that's what I want to see. And I heard you guys talking earlier, DJ Moore has to have the ball in his hands. And anytime that he does so far, whether it's the preseason or in these first two games, good things happen. And they got to take more advantage of that. Find a way to run the football. That's the only way that's going to give them an opportunity to, to even keep this thing close on Sunday. Great stuff, Jared. I can't wait to find out what your mom thinks of Sunday's game. <laughs> oh, she, she's already, she's already, she's, she's lining up for her own podcast already. It's kind of crazy. Thanks, bud. Great stuff. All right. Take care, guys.